today on CityCast Denver. We're taking some time off as the year wraps up, but we didn't want to leave you hanging. So we're replaying some of our favorite episodes of the year and bestowing some well-deserved superlatives. Our pick for the guest who was the biggest bagel fan of the year is... Journalist David Sirota. David joined us in September to talk about his beloved Jewish deli, Zadie's, and what its return meant to Southeast Denver. And we haven't stopped thinking about those bagels ever since. We'll be back in the new year with fresh episodes. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. So do you live in the neighborhood? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, I live uh, down near, um, well, I guess Virginia Village, Virginia yeah, Bill. That's where I grew up. Oh, really? Yep. Whereabouts? Uh, Holly in Florida-ish. No way. Yeah. That's like right, that's like right near where I live. Many Denverites will recognize David Sirota's voice from his old talk shows on KKZN or KHOW. But of course, Sirota is also a journalist and, in recent years, a national political figure. He was a speechwriter on the most recent Bernie Sanders presidential campaign and currently serves as founder and editor-in-chief of the politics newsletter, The Daily Poster. But we're not talking about any of that today, because he might just be Zadie's biggest fan. (laughs) Okay, David Sirota, (laughs) welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we're at Zadie's. Um... Not technically in Cherry Creek anymore. Zadie's of Virginia Vale. Southeast Denver. Southeast Denver. Living yes, the dream. For, for folks that don't know. Yeah. Um, and you're not from Denver, right? No, I grew up uh, outside of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Okay. So Something um, that John Hickenlooper and I share in common. <laughs> Maybe the only thing that John Hickenlooper <laughs> and I share in common. <laughs> I didn't realize that's where he grew up. Yep. I always just associate him with Colorado, too. It's actually not hard, though. Yeah. So... I guess I asked that because I wanted to kind of gauge or get a feel for how you were introduced to Zadie's in the first place. So we were living in Mayfair uh, when we first moved to Denver from Montana. And um, we had moved, as I said, from Montana where there were, uh, to say the least, not many Jewish delis. I can imagine. (laughs) Uh, Not a lot of Jewish food available in Montana. Uh, and we were looking for a Jewish deli and the closest one to Mayfair, I think I'm not speaking out of turn, but was, uh, Zadie's. Um, we, when we visited the only other, my brother took us to the bagel deli. Sure. Uh, but that's kind of far from Mayfair. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, I love the the, bagel deli, but it is kind of like on the other side of town. Yes. You know, I am now situated, I think geographically between Zadie's. And the Bagel Deli. Yes. And you... And a few blocks from Rosenberg's Kosher. Yes. And I am a fan of New York Deli News. Yes. my spot. Yes. I so mean, it's it's actually pretty good. pretty central <laughs> yeah. to our Jewish deli <laughs> totally. situation. Yeah, my parents are New Yorkers. And, you know, so like I, I, like, I really feel like I now have a selection. You're in a good spot. Oh, yeah. What did you like about the old Zadies? I think first and foremost, what I liked is that it had it had everything just like the new one does um, that's authentic to what I grew up knowing as a Jewish deli, sure. right? Like it had the counter, it had 
the fish, it had uh, the bagels, it had the rugelach, it had the just all of the things that make a true Jewish deli. Uh, and, you know, like on the East Coast where I grew up, you get used to that being u- ubiquitous and available everywhere. Yes. And that's not ubiquitous and available everywhere. No. And, the, and, and especially, I mean, it's not just, I mean, bagels are ubiquitous everywhere, but a Jewish deli is not. But yes, all the everywhere. trappings of a Jewish deli. Correct. Yeah. So when my parents <clears throat> would come in and visit and, you know, they're, they're you know, they like the comforts of uh, East Coast Jewish food. Sure. So I'd be like, Mom, it's Denver. It's like, it's not that. I'm not living in Siberia. Like, look, they got a Jewish deli. Zadie's. <laughs> Let's go there. Yeah, that's that's a good point, though, that the ubiquity of, of this cultural fair on the East Coast is so different than here, where, like, I think about diner food, and it's generally Mexican food, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we do have a lot of Greek influence in mm-hmm, our diner mm-hmm. food, but... That idea of the Jewish deli is not as ubiquitous, but as you've pointed out, there's several spots you can get great. Yeah, and it's a specialty. I mean, I think yeah. well, growing up on the East Coast, you, you, in some ways, you don't even realize it is a specialty. It's just food. Right. It's just <laughs> what you're used to eating. <laughs> right. Totally. Like here, out here in this area, in this region of the country, it's more of like this is a specialty or at least a, a kind of ethnic food. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not something you uh, connect with the West. Right. Though uh, Jewish people were an integral part of the development of Denver. Absolutely. And and food is a big part of it. Right. What you learn, you know, later on by where, where our Jewish communities are situated within the city, which we're kind of in one right now. Yep. So how did you feel when you found out Zadie's was uh, closing last year? I was really crushed and I was... I was crushed because Zadie's became the way that I could give uh, my wife a break every, almost every week, really, where uh, when my young son, uh, when I needed to take him out of the house to give mom, you know, the morning, I don't know, Sunday morning, Saturday morning, we would always go to Zadie's. That's, and it became like a thing with him. Like, mm. when are we going to Zadie's? Yeah. Right? Like, and, and um, we knew one of the waitresses there uh, named Jill. Uh, and so it was this kind of, like, the old Zadie's in my mind is linked with my young son. Yeah. You know, like, that first couple of years as a dad. A special... A thing that you just do together. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like introducing him to the culture that you grew up Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Okay, so we're at the News 80s. Right. In Virginia Vale, one neighborhood over from where you live. Right. How did you feel about it moving into your neighborhood? Oh, I was totally psyched. I mean, it fits in It fits in great here. I mean, the, the you know, Southeast Denver, I think, um, it's, it's a little bit off the radar. Yes. It, I think... It, it's not that it doesn't have its own identity. It absolutely does. But I think people who don't live here don't really... Come over here. Come over here. They don't necessarily think it has its own identity. I mean, I, I, I will also add that I don't necessarily think a huge number of people 
necessarily think of themselves as living in Southeast Denver. Uh, totally. Right? It's, totally. It, as opposed to other places in the it city. It doesn't have an identifiable neighborhood, like a ident neighborhood identity in the same way that if you say, I'm from the north side right. or I'm from... I'm trying to even think like Wash Park or something right. like people can picture it who don't live there. But you know what's I think is great about it is that I think that gives it an authenticity. Yes. That it's not um, self-consciously trying, trying to be a thing. It's yeah. just like 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 it's almost like a not having or not having been promoted as having a specific identity creates an authenticity to the to the area you know I mean it's a it's a great community and we love living here and um, you know when we moved when we moved uh, into this community I guess it was more than 10 years ago uh, we were we were psyched I mean down here I mean I have to tell you when I have friends across the city I'm always like yeah like come on down here they're like where do you live where what is it called where, what's that area again like what <laughs> I had another friend say something along the lines of, and I'm not endorsing this, but he said something along the lines of, uh, Southeast Denver is where you go after you get uh, priced out and douchebagged out of the Highlands. <laughs> and you have a family. You want to you wanna <laughs> ranch with a couple bedrooms? I'm not saying I endorse that view. Uh, like, I like the Highlands, <laughs> but like... Oh, it's such a different vibe, yeah, though. Yeah, totally. It's totally. such a different vibe. And like... And, 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 can I, and let me say that. I think Zadie's moving into this neighborhood, actually, no disrespect to Cherry Creek, but it actually, its vibe fits in better here. 100%. Cherry, like when Zadie's was at First and, and Steel, right near First and Steel, yep. and all that, you know, she-she development, yes. it started growing, it, Zadie's started looking... I don't want to say out of place, but it looked kind of like... I agree with you. Yeah. I think that... This is something I was thinking about before we were, when we were prepping for this conversation was like, there's this thing about Cherry Creek that just doesn't exist anymore. And it's fine. It's now, it's, it, you know, it's always been nicer, but people didn't necessarily know, especially when I was growing up, it was more middle working class folks. Um, there were a lot of independent businesses and a Zadie's fit in there, like yeah, you're yeah, saying, yeah. then giant development goes in, which is fine. It, the neighborhood has evolved. Zadie's kind of, it kind of outgrew Zadie's, but in a way that like this couldn't have been a better location right exactly now. i mean it's like a per it fits in perfectly and and by the way that's new york deli news mm -hmm. the bagel deli it's the same kind of vibe you know i i and and i do think it's interesting there is kind of a bagel war in denver i don't know if you've sort of keyed into that yes like do you want to talk about that yeah a bit? i mean absolutely i mean i i don't know the all of the details of the bagel war but i can tell you this the Bagel Deli's bagels are different from the Rosenberg's bagels. And by the way, the Rosenberg's, they produce their bagels at the kosher bagel place. And then they produce other bagels up at Stanley Market. I mean, I think they're producing them there. Um, you know, I don't know how different they are, those two. But they're, you know, different places they make them. Then Zadie's is apparently making their own bagels as well. Yes. So that's a lot of, like, bagel infrastructure. Yeah. In... Uh, a small area of the city. But it speaks to also the growing city. Yes, absolutely. And the need for more bagels. <laughs> absolutely. And I will, I will tell you, my, I'll just give you my, my take. Uh, the Bagel Deli's bagels, <clears throat> I think, are Moe's bagels. I think that's where they get them from. 
uh, hopefully the bagel deli, if I'm wrong, hopefully I'm not going to get in trouble, but <laughs> they are less, I mean, I like them all by the way, but they are less great on the texture, but they put a lot of stuff on the bagel, which I appreciate. Rosenberg's is, I think, probably the best soft to crispy on the outside, which is the trick of bagel making because the they yeah. invested in the water and making it new, like New York water. But Rosenberg's, for some reason, they don't include a ton of stuff on the bagels. Like it's an everything bagel, but it's like only kind of, it's like a sort of everything, right? And I think Zadie's actually is kind of in the middle. Like they, more stuff, not as much as the bagel deli. Uh, I would say it's close on the texture, not just there, but but pretty close. Uh, and so it's a nice it's a nice mix. Now now you can see how much of a bagel nerd I am. Now, what I'm nervous about is we're doing your podcast, and now everyone's gonna be like, wait a minute, what's Southeast Denver? I gotta go, like you know, there's gonna be all, like 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 shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It's just like you've run into a ton of people since we've been sitting here for yeah, an hour. Yeah. I ran into somebody yeah. like it is a communal it hangout is. come get a cup of coffee come have lunch you could have a business meeting here maybe you have a family breakfast like it's one of those spots and i think this was the perfect yes location. i agree and i will say the the one thing i will say about southeast denver that i that has been a little bit um of a challenge for the area is there are not a ton of actually restaurants right in southeast denver Absolutely. they're really and i knew this from i i learned this in in intensely when when my wife was running for state legislature down here you'd always be looking for restaurants to have an event yeah or to do a meeting or whatever and especially the way her district lines were drawn there were so few restaurants so any good restaurants opening and like you know kind of middle class relatively affordable restaurants opening up in the community is really really good it's a good sign. Yeah. Like, I wish that we had this when I was a kid, because honestly, I was telling our producer, Paul, who lives in the neighborhood as well. When I was a kid, um, Esther's, which is up on Holly Street, mm-hmm. was a bar yep. called Easy Pickens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that transition. <laughs> and like, I would have loved for my family to have a restaurant that we could have. I mean, to. Esther's is uh, like. I love it. It's amazing. I love and, it. And and the folks who have built their vision there, I mean, they have done such a good job. And it's busy. And I think that something to maybe to set the scene for folks that haven't been over here. In Denver, a lot of our good restaurants are hidden in strip malls. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we are currently in a strip mall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you didn't know it was over here. That's right. You know, you would miss it. But it's it's a perfect spot yes it is a perfect spot and i'm i'm really thrilled that they are uh here and by the way as i said my my son is thrilled that, that we're here it's like we're, we're going back to when he was little and yeah. I'm bringing, i mean l- literally last weekend he was like we call it special dad time he's like can we do special dad time can we go to zadie's i was like dude that's perfect drive Let's down do that. five minutes yeah. down the street <laughs> exactly it's great well david thank you so much thank you thanks for having me Hey, producer Xander McMahon here, wishing you a happy holiday on behalf of the whole CityCast Denver team. And I'm here to remind you that we won't have any fresh episodes until the new year, but stick with us. We have more superlatives to hand out this week that we're super excited about. Also, if you're feeling generous and want to give us a present this holiday season, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be sublime. All right, we'll talk to you soon.